The Sci-Fi Film Podcast is a Thrave Productions podcast. The Sci-Fi Film Podcast. everybody out there this is the uh Cyphora film podcast i am andy walker and i'm here with my son scott hello scott hello there hello hello now we both had the pleasure of attending the uh romford horror festival oh, one looks a lot cleaner than mine does <laughs> uh, uh so it's the romford horror <laughs> international film festival to give it its full uh top working title and uh, we will now give a report back on uh, the films and things that we saw there and the things that went on uh, we were lucky to get a, both get a pass this year because uh, normally we'd just get one press pass but uh, this year I was in a film in it so I got a pass as a person who was in a film and uh, so we both got to go which was brilliant definitely think that even even though uh, maybe next year it might be different only getting one I might actually actually Actually, I might actually sort of splash out and get the money to be able to be there all weekend because it was such a weekend. Well, well, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Maybe we can work. We can work something out and yeah. work a way of doing it between us or something. So it started on Thursday, the twenty third of February, and we started off uh, at night, seven o'clock at night, with a showing of the film The Keep. Uh, by which was a Michael Mann classic. Um, I think it was one of his really early films. I don't know, but it's it's a classic classic film uh, with a fantastic score by by Tangerine Dreamer, who I still think the music and the sound effects and everything that we used in that were well ahead of their time. And, <laughs> yes. um, now I will admit I've seen this film before. Um, I believe it was the first time you'd seen it, wasn't it? Yes, it is the first time I've seen it, and. It amazed me with the name. Well, it amazed me it was the first time I've seen it, especially with some of the actors that were in it. Yeah. Two of the main actors, I would say, that are in it, especially one as he is one of my favourite actors. Yeah. So it just, it shocked me a lot, especially seeing how young he was. Yeah. Well, as I pointed out to you, how young he was, but still looked really old. Yes. Now, for those of you who don't know, the main... <laughs> Uh, one of the main characters is played by uh, Serena McKellen, and uh, one of the other main characters is played by uh, Gabriel Byrne. Um, and to be honest, I I don't didn't remember that it was Gabriel Byrne because I honestly didn't think he was that old. I just say it's, it's the bit that amazed me is the fact that Ian McKellen. Like I know he's not a sprightly man, especially with the films that I've made him in recently. Yeah. But for the, how old this film is, he still looks. Like he does now. Well, they, 
the thing is, they they did makeup, put makeup on him to make him look older, and they got the makeup just right because he looks just the way he does now. Yeah, <laughs> but even when he even when he was meant to be young and fit and healthy again, he still looked old. He still looked old, and I don't think he ever looked young. I don't think he's ever looked young. I think he's, I think he's, he's a, he is the, the embodiment of Benjamin Button. He's just pomped it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, anyway, this film, I I I really like this film. I, I I haven't seen it for a long time, but I I liked it when I watched it last time, and I liked it again this time. I think it's a really good film. It's a great idea. I think it's a bit slow in places, but I don't know if that's more to do with the fact that we've got used to faster paced films nowadays than they were in the early eighties. Yeah, I think, and it's been hard to tell because there've been a few '80s films that we've watched that have been a bit faster paced. But I think for the majority of the ones we've watched, it's been pretty. Much, I'd say actually for the majority of the ones we've watched, it's actually been a bit faster than most of them. I, I do agree with you. It's, it, in places, it seems to drag, and I think it's just yeah, the, yeah. the fact that we've got used to them in more fast-paced films. I think. I mean, it, it's it's a supernatural film more than a sort of. Yeah. yeah, it's not like they're being chased down by zombies and things. It's much more to do with the atmosphere and the all that kind of no. thing. Um, and yes, well, I think the pacing has got a lot to do with that. It, it's it's to set the atmosphere and, yeah. and that kind of thing. There's also a thing with the quality of the film because it's so old. At the time when it came out, a lot of people kind of dismissed it. It wasn't yeah. a huge thing, but it's become quite a cult classic. Uh, because of the fact it was the early Michael Mann film, because it's got Sue McKellen in it, you know, and because of the soundtrack and, and the effects and all that kind of thing. So the quality is a little bit patchy, but it's not bad considering its age and the fact that it's not really been looked after. I think, well, this year it is actually 40 years old. It's, yeah. It's, it's for a film that is, like, I'm very much, like you said, we've watched films that, We've watched films that are, are younger than that and that are in worse condition. Absolutely. So, Very true. And I don't be wrong, it's not the best one. Like we said, we've watched ones from the 70s and stuff like that. But a lot of them do get remastered, sort of digitally remastered, not yeah. but like, so the quality is better. But I think this, yeah, it hasn't aged well graphically, but it's still a very good film. Yeah. Yeah, it's confusing. Um, it's, it's like we were saying, you know, it's a top class cast and it's very well made. And yeah. it, it's, it's uh, I don't know, I, do, I just think it's a great film. It, it is a classic film. It, what I would say is that, that, that I was saying to you, and I think that, that in my opinion, there are definitely elements in the kind of ending part of the film that uh, can be easily compared to the end of uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yes. Yeah. Um, it, it definitely had that sort of... The same sort of feel to it, whether or not they took it from one know. of them, took it from the I other. Know, I don't know what, what, what year each one of them came out, but I mean, they had oh, the, I, the lighting the, effects and the, the Nazi dying and the kind you know, yeah. Um, actually, Raiders of the Lost Ark come out in 81 and the Keep come out in 83, so yeah, it, it could did. have been the fact that it's taken it from that, but yeah, it's, it's just there's a lot of sort of there's not a lot of, a lot of similarities, but it's. It's a very unique film. Oh, it is a unique film. It, it's it's really... I mean, it does have a lot of things in it that you get in 80s films, including the gratuitous sex scene, which wasn't really necessary, but, you know, 
it just, just fits with that sort of age of film, I think. Yeah, I think um, it's weird. But overall, I think it's a really good film. And it for me, it was a real pleasure to watch it again. It was, as I say, the first time watching it, I thought it was a very good film. It's 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 not one of those films that you watch all the times or you see very often. So it's really no. nice when something like that comes up. So that was the first film, and then that was followed by a uh, sort of party for the filmmakers and things, which uh, was a good chance for people to mingle and meet and chat and network and all that kind of thing. Uh, and it had a it had a, a Suspiria theme to it because there was the, the, there was a theme to this year's uh, festival, which was kind of like uh, looking back at the older sort of like cinema, older horror cinema. Yeah, and there was a definite Italian. Um, edge to some to it to be honest, the whole thing. Um, <laughs> so that was the first day, that was the Friday. Now, on uh, that was the Thursday, rather. On the Friday, unfortunately, yeah, unfortunately, I was I don't know what happened. I woke up in the morning and I my head wasn't there. I tried getting up, I tried walking, and my body just like, No, you ain't doing nothing. Now, we were lucky in as much as the Friday was actually the day that was the least amount of stuff yeah, on, just, on more than uh, one screen. So, yeah, I did, I did try it, but it's just, uh, oh, yeah. well, I don't know what happened, but yeah. So, anyway, Friday the 24th, first session, there yep. was a short film called Where's Weirdo, uh, which was brilliant. Um, it was set in a, like a coffee shop's come library type thing. Really well made, great story. It's a book in which pictures come to life, and there's a kind of shock scare at the end. Um, but the pictures were really well done. The, the pictures mm. that come to life, the drawings were fantastic, and they reanimated really well. It really worked well. Um, so that was the first one. The second film was a feature film called The Puppet Killer. I loved this. I just say I, I really, I'm really regretting the fact that I missed this because all I heard all weekend was people talking about this. It was a definite. It was a. It was a humorous homage to the '80s slasher movies, and it had all the usual cl cliches that were being overdone brilliantly to the point where you know there was this. There's always this thing where where uh, quite often the characters in these these the '80s slasher movies. They're supposed to be teenagers, but they all look like they're about 25, 26. Yeah. Well, the guy who was playing the lead role in this, he was supposed to be a teenager, looked about 40. In fact, he looked <laughs> older than his dad did. <laughs> <laughs> it was brilliantly done. Oh, they all wow. looked they all looked like they were in their late 20s, early 30s. All of these yeah. supposed teenagers. Um, and it was it was basically about this this uh, guy who is a little bit slow and he grows up with this killer uh, with this puppet and uh he sort of like this puppet kills his mum and everyone thinks it's him that's sort of like doing these things but it turns out to be the puppet but there was a great thing in it which is there is a guest appearance in here by the uh filmmakers the soska sisters who, who are brilliant horror filmmakers in their own right um and they appear they appear in it and they get killed which is kind of cool <laughs> Um, I would love to have been there for that pitch for them when people turn around and go, Look, we want you to be in this film, but yeah, <laughs> they, the, the thing is, they when they turn up, they turn up in they're in a car, and what you see is you see them get out of the car, they walk around the back of the car and open up the boot of the car, and they've got a dead body in the boot of the car, <laughs> which is kind of like you know, 
they've kind of like wandered in from one of their own films. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it's a, again, it was a really well made film. Uh, yeah. So I, was, I was really pleased with seeing that. Then we had about a three minute break when time time for me to run up to the toilet. And that was something of a sight to be seen. Um, then we had our second session, which started off with a short film called Solus. Now, Solus was, um, it's a sci-fi much more than a horror. Uh, the cinematography and the look were really great. The effects were really great. The set was really great. It was okay. It was, it was, a, it was a good short film, but it, it wasn't a hugely memorable one for me. Okay. You know, it's not one that I would, would have come out raving about. So it was it was a good sci-fi short film. But uh, that's about all I can say about it, really. Okay. Uh, then we had a feature called Mean Spirited, which is it was really odd. It was kind of it was kind of a found footage style film. Yeah. Uh, it's about a YouTuber um going away on a weekend break with some friends one of whom is a guy he started doing the youtube channel with and uh, they sort of fell out and then there's they kind of like finds out that the the other friends and, and all these guys kind of uh satanist type guys is like summons demons and things and it all gets a bit um satanic and weird there's some funny bits in it and some good bits in it it's pretty good, but the the problem I had with it was the style of it. Yeah. Which was kind of part found footage, part mockumentary okay. sort of thing. It just got a bit annoying for me after a while. Yeah. So it, it was good, but not great, you know. Mm. Um, but, you know, it's, it's something I think a lot of people might like. It's, it's a a kind of updated version of the sort of Cabin in the Woods type thing. So, anyway, uh, so then we went on to our third session, which was the short film showcase number one. Now, I didn't make huge amounts of notes about these films, mainly because some of them were very short, and we didn't have a lot of time between the two of between the the the, uh, the films. So, there you go. Uh, the the first film was called Dispensary of Death. Yep. Uh, really good humor, great acting, great story, good effects. It's it's a, an interesting, different take on on uh, a zombie outbreak where people okay. kind of like it's set in Ireland and it's very much a sort of like the Irish people just taking things in their stride. You know, yeah, that sounds like a lot of Irish people I know. Yeah. Um, then he had a, a short film called Six Six Five, which was subtitled, um, and I think it's. May have been Spanish, I'm not sure. Uh, quite violent and bloody, this film. Yeah. Um, good makeup and effects. And it's interesting because it's like uh, I was expecting it to be a sort of comedy thing, thinking it's got to be something like, you know, nearly 666. So it's got to be, yeah. Uh, but it wasn't. And, but it was sort of like to do with 666. It was about the, uh, Effectively, uh, this woman getting pregnant six hundred and sixty-six times, and the six this you, you go in as she's giving birth to the six hundred sixty-fifth one. Wow! So got, we get pregnant one more time to give birth to the son of the devil, basically. Okay. Uh, but there's a twist at the end of it, which I won't give away because some people might get around to seeing it if they can. 
Uh, but that was yeah, that was good. It was, the, the, the end twist was quite good. Yeah. Uh, so then we had a film called Script, which again was subtitled. Not sure. I think that may have been. I don't know. It was it was European or some kind. Anyway, um, good idea, good effects. It was a really good film, and I liked the ending of it. But I, if I say much much about it, it's going to give everything away. Yeah, it's not the longest of films, and it sort of I don't want to do that because I want people to try and maybe sort out. Yeah, you know, seek it out and see if they could find it online. Yeah, or somewhere to watch it. Uh, that was good. Uh, then we had uh, Colony. Yep, which was a very intense film. It's a good idea. Not it's not an original. It wasn't an original idea. Uh, we've seen it done before, but it was done well. And it's just again, if I go into too much, because the problem with short films, if you go into too much detail, you give away the whole yeah thing of it. So. But it is a good film and worth checking out. Um, then we had a film called Viral, which, again, was a found footage style film. It came across, or it seemed to come across at the beginning as being a bit of an anti-vax, anti-COVID sort of oh, film. Okay. Um, yeah. But it was interesting and really well done. Very atmospheric and intense. It, it was, it was, the end of it was good. But mm. on the whole, the film was a bit too long for me. Oh, okay. Um, but there was a lot. The beginning part of it, there's lots of things, bits where it's sort of like bits from uh, from uh, clips from things on YouTube and on other things like that that are kind of anti-vax and sort of like saying COVID isn't real and that kind of thing. Um, then the last one was called "See What She Did," yeah. which had great cinematography and great effects. It was weird. Because I couldn't <laughs> quite work out at the end what had happened. Uh, but it's about two women, and I'm not sure if they're supposed to be sisters or just friends, because they look very similar, very much alike. Two women, possibly, because at the end I wasn't sure if there were two of them or not, going <laughs> camping in the woods and then kind of making out of each other. And then one of them seemingly killing herself, and then there's only one left. But when she kills herself, she kind of affects both of them. It, it was strange. I, I, I would like but, to watch it. I would like to watch it again to make sure I knew what the hell it was all about. To be honest, you know, bear in mind the ones that I watched, and, and you've told me the other ones that went on. That is saying a lot when you say this is weird. <laughs> bear in mind the ones you've told me that happen on later on in the weekend. You told me a bit about, yes. and that, this is the weird one. <laughs> So, yeah, that was the, the end of the shorts uh, thing. Then we had the fourth session, which started off with a short film called Morto Rosa. And uh, at first glance, I thought this is a bit like a, sort of a Suspiria-style um, film because it's all based around a dance school. Okay. But it's, it's interesting. It's quite intense. It's interesting because it's actually... Uh, effectively about like a, a coven of witches replenishing themselves. Okay. Um, so it's a very well-made film, really good. Now, the next film is one I've had a lot of difficulty with, and I think part of that is because of the fact that the way they've got it written in the programme is actually the uh, original way it was written in, uh, it was either Spanish or Italian or something like that, or maybe even yeah. Serbian or something, I don't know. 
but they left a H out. Oh, okay. So the way it is done in English is anthropophagus or anthropophagus. Ah, okay. Yes, that makes a lot more sense now. Yeah. Uh, And it is anthropophagus 2, which was dubbed. Now, the original film was made in 1980. Okay. And was apparently one of the first uh, of a, or one of the first wave of um, uh, video nasties that was banned by the British government. Ow. Yeah. This is a follow-up, which, um, <laughs> when you think about it, let me think, when did it, this came out in, uh, I think this was 2022. So that's, what, 42 years after yeah. the original film. So the thing was, I've never seen the original, so I didn't know <laughs> what it was about. Okay. I didn't know anything about it really at all. I'm going to start off this by saying I really like this film. I thought it was a really good film. Why then do I think going, there's going to be a buck coming? Then I'm going to tell you about it. <laughs> Okay. Then you then possibly some people are going to think there's something slightly wrong with me. Well, if they don't um, already, and then they're obviously really, not listening to the rest of the show. <laughs> there is gore, blood, and violence from the very start of this film. Oh, it's my type of film. Within the first few minutes of this film, yeah, you see somebody cut a baby out of a woman's stomach and feed it to a sort of mutant thing that's changed to a wall in a cellar. Uh, that's the opening of the film. Okay. Uh, yeah. It's very gory and bloody all the way through. Um, now, there are the obligatory uh, young-ish. I say young-ish because, once again, they're supposedly teenagers, but they all look about 20. Um and there, for some reason that's never quite explained, they're on a, a trip. They're on a, like a, a, a field trip. Yeah. And they go and stay in what looks like an, an, an old uh, sort of nuclear bunker type thing. Yeah. Which has a series, which is carved into uh, a rock, into a mountainside, and has a series of miles upon miles of tunnels. Okay, um, so these youngish girls go and stay there, and the the thing that the the thing that was chained to the wall, yeah, has now grown up. This is later. The thing that's chained to the wall is now grown up, and is um, and attacks them and kills them and eats them. He's a the cannibal, basically, which is basically what anthropophagus means. It means cannibal. Yeah. Um, the effects and the makeup are brilliant. There is one of my favourite parts of it is there's a part of it where this this guy thing cuts round the outside, around the, the edge of this woman's face. Yeah. Around the chin line there, and then peels the face off. And you get the camera from above seeing him peel the 
her face off, the skin off her face. And it is just so well done. The effects are brilliant. Okay. And so up to then, I've just been watching this thinking, there's gore and blood and people being eaten and death and rah, and all this kind of stuff going on and everything. And no, there's no reason for any of it. There's no explanation of what's going on or anything. And then right at the end, it explains what the story is. <laughs> okay. Which I can't say because of the fact that that kind of gives it away. But Tell me afterwards. <laughs> it explains what the story is. And it's kind of like, all oh, right, okay, that makes sense now. It doesn't excuse anything that's gone on before. And it doesn't make you think, Oh, well, okay, that's reasonable then. But it kind of makes more sense. But I now want to watch the original film because I want to know what that's like. Yeah, that does. Wow. <laughs> From what I've been told by a couple of people who have seen the original film, the beginning of this film basically sort of echoes the end of the first film. Yeah. So I don't know. Very... Very bizarre, but probably one of my favourite films of the whole weekend, to be honest. Okay. Um, then we had a feature film, Fifth Session, was a film called The Video Shop Tales of Horror. Yeah. Uh, this is a really, it's a really good anthology film. Um, some of the shorts are funny, some of them are more serious. All of them were good in their own way. And the overarching story, which is about this uh, video shop and yeah. the people who run it and, and the people who go in there looking for videos, they were the, the overarching story and the links in between each of the films, which were in the video shop, were really funny. They were really well done. The effects were done well. Um, and it, it's it's great. The, it, it was, I was, they're all kind of like independent low budget made shorts that are linked together. Yeah. And and uh it's it's a really good film and really worth checking out. It's been on a lot of festivals. Yeah. Um and it, it, I'm probably I'm sure if it, if you got a festival near you it'll probably be shown there somewhere at some time. But I'm sure it will be out somewhere to watch, either streaming or on DVD or something in the very yeah. near future. Um so we then had the sixth session of the day, uh, where there was a film, a short film called "The Politics of Diversion." Um, okay. Good cinematography and sound design. To be honest, I felt that this was more of a thriller than a horror film, but it was very good and very well made. And it's kind of, a, it's a good thriller, but it's not a horror film. Okay, so. Yeah. Yeah, then we had Life on the Farm. Mm -hmm. mm, and this was a documentary stroke found footage film. The guy who made this, apparently his family had a connection with the guy who, who actually shot the film. Yeah. Um, his granddad uh, moved into the village where this guy lived, where this guy's farm was. Yeah, and became a friend of his, and he used to give people these videos that he'd made. Okay, um, it, it's about this. Basically, it's about this guy who's a farmer. He's a very strange man, and he does videos um, of him and his life on the farm, <laughs> um, and also his life in the house, in his house. 
Uh, it's interesting and weird, good, but it's not a horror film. Oh, okay. um, it was good to watch as, as a as a documentary, as, as a piece of, of thing to kind of look at and to say, wow, this is really something strange. And this, this guy was strange and the whole thing is really bizarre. The whole story and the whole thing yeah. behind it is really bizarre. But I would personally would have liked rather seen a horror film. Okay. Um, but, I mean, you know, it did introduce me to a few things which I'm going to have to look up. Uh, the, the, the the group, the, I don't know if they're all YouTube channels, but they are things where they have a collection of bizarre videos on on them, which is where where this kind of like this film has gone viral via this these these things. Okay, There's yeah. one called Everything Is Terrible, another one called TV Carnage, and there is actually a thing called the Found Footage Festival, which is for people who do things like, you know, if you move into a house and you find a load of videotapes that you loft that somebody's left there for when they lived there before. Okay. They, they will then show them at the Found Footage Festival. Okay. Yeah. Um, so then um, there was an extra film. Yeah. On the end, which was called Dance with the Devil. Okay. Uh, which it was a preview. Yeah, it's a comedy pseudo documentary thing, fly on the wall type thing about exorcism. It's about an exorcist who stopped working for the the, the uh, stopped working for the exorcist. He stopped working for the church and he's yeah. freelance now, and he takes on a new bloke who's who's his apprentice, and they go out to do exorcisms in people's houses. Um, but they've got to be quick because of the fact they get a phone call and they've got to be there because otherwise they get beaten there by other people who do the same sort of things. There's one of them where he turns up late and he's, he's there's uh, two guys in there who are uh, Orthodox Greek, uh, Greek, oh no, Russian Orthodox um, priests who are doing the, doing the exorcism. Um, Obviously. It's funny. It is funny and it's really good. And they're saying that there's a possibility that they might be able to make it into a either a feature film or a limited series. So cool. that could be really good. Uh, unfortunately, there were three films I missed. There was My a feature. Fault. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. there's a feature film called The Haunting of Lady Jane, <coughs> which I. Know nothing about really on the on the on the on here it just says what does it say? A water spirit who feeds on the souls of the sinful becomes the torment of a trio of travelers. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh then there was a short which was uh Cruelon, which was a science fiction based horror short. Okay. And there was a film called Le a short film called Libra, which I missed. Because I came in uh, slightly too late yeah. uh, for the anthropophagus film because I had to go to the toilet. So I've missed the first short film, which was called Libra. So I don't know much about those, but unfortunately, they were the one that I missed. So there you go. That was the Friday. 
That was Friday, and that's as I'm saying, I I feel really bad about the fact I missed it. But looking at looking from what I took, from listening to what I heard from other people and what they had on the night and what you've said, it did sound like an amazing night. It was, it was amazing days. Um, so on the Saturday, the twenty fifth of the second, uh, the first session, uh, Scott was back for this for the Saturday, which was cool. Yeah. Uh, the first session I did was uh, session one was a short film called The Black Recat. Um, it was a stop framed animation based on uh, the Edgar Allan Poe story, The Black Cat. Um, really good animation. It's a pretty good film. I mean, it's it's a a well worn story, you know. Yeah. Um, but it worked worked quite well. Um, the character, the interesting thing about it was that the character, the main character, who actually uh, commits the crime and everything yeah uh, and then gets found out they they did did it so that uh, he looked like edgar Allan poe wow so that was that was quite clever that was quite good mm. i enjoyed that uh then there was a documentary uh fulci or fulky i don't know how you pronounce it talks this was a um an interview with the italian horror film director um oh yeah lucio Fulci, and um yeah my my mm, i i like some italian horror i've seen some and what i've seen i liked but i've never been a huge follower of it yeah so for me i found this interesting up to a point yeah, it did, um, it, it did seem to go on for a long time. From what? Yeah, I didn't. I mean, it's not like I've got a huge love of Italian horror films. I don't. I don't. It's got nothing against them. And as I say, the ones I've seen, I've liked. I don't have a great deal of knowledge about yeah. them either. Really, it was a bit overlong and a bit slow. It didn't help that the dubbing or the no, the, the subtitles seemed to be completely out of time with what he was saying. So ah. it was like. You were reading stuff about three minutes before he actually said it. Ah. It kind of seemed weird. Yeah. I think it would have been a lot better if they'd have edited in some clips of his films. Yeah. And broke up the, the thing, because the rest of it was just him sitting in a chair talking. They weren't even asking him that many questions. He was just talking about his films and about his direct his directing yeah. um styles and that sort of thing and quite amusingly bowed mouthing most every other italian horror film director that i've ever heard of uh so <laughs> yeah well but it it it, it was as i say it was interesting up to a point for me because i, I because of my lack of knowledge and the, the lack of experience of watching hot Italian horror film, I, I just kind of like got a bit lost and a bit kind of yeah, yeah. Well, so I mean, you know, it's it's probably very interesting to watch for anyone who has a love of Italian horror movies. Um, but here you go. It's just one. It's it's some people like that sort of thing. Some people don't. You go. See why you were doing that and yes. being pulled out your skull by the sound of it. I was. Delightfully being entertained. Well, I say entertained. Yeah. Um, it was by first off by a short that was called Spellbound. Now, it is a very good film. I 
without giving too much away, it's a little bit about witchcraft, but it's sort of, I don't know, it's, there's obviously for a lot of people to know, but there's two different sides of it. You've got light and dark sides of it. And this is a sort of a mix in between because it's about trying to find love, but a darker way of doing it. And all I can say is that anyone that gets a chance to watch this, and I'm hoping that um, they put it out and people can see it, the dream sequence that is in this film is one of the best I have ever seen in any film. Cool. The guy said that when they did the, they did a Q and A, and he said that it took the most of the time it took for them to do pre production was just for the stream sequence because of the the CGI and the graphics that we used, and it is so worth the time. Cool. It is such a great film, and Sam, the dream sequence alone, I think, just that, that dream sequence alone could have made a great film, but the rest of it just adds so much to it. Like the cinematography in it is amazing, right outside of it, and the set design like. But the the dream sequence was amazing. Get a chance to watch it. Please do, just purely for that. Yeah. Um, now, the feature that was on, I obviously I don't like going too much about it, but it was very hard for me to watch. Not okay. for the fact that it was the film or anything like that, it's just the subject matter behind it. And this film was called The Creepy. Now, it deals a lot with obviously the horror side of it being haunted by ghosts and stuff like that, but it's also dealing with the, one of the main characters and it's suffering with dementia oh, and right. how her memories are actually, everyone's putting the sometimes, oh, she's rambling, she's memorizing, isn't. It's actually to do with what's going on and they explains that throughout the film, but I think the visual effects in this, again, were amazing. The, the, the little jump scares or the little sort of in the shadow bits, I thought were very well done. Is a very controversial subject, like we've seen before, like we've done before, dealing with dementia, stuff like that. No one really does stuff like that, unless it's sort of a documentary thing. Yeah. Put this into a horror film and the way they've done it. Yes, it was a little bit close to home for me, but it, it was also that sort of eye-opener because of the way that it helped... Whether or not it was due to their personal experience or what, but it helped with certain things that they were saying and things that were said. Yeah. And all in all, I thought it was such a great film. So, I mean, it's the same sort of, well, I don't know, it's the same sort of idea, but it's got, it sounds it sounds like it's got elements of the same sort of thing as, as the uh, uh, Wyvern Hill or, or Hollow. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's sort of, it's sort of, uh, it's more, um, the, the 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 sort of the granddaughter of the main character um after losing both her parents parents comes and stays with the nan and helps look after her and then realizes that the house that they're in is haunted and it's oh, right. who then they realize who it's haunted by and the story behind it and how things led to where they were mm. and also the the the, same, the whole the ramblings weren't just ramblings they were yeah, yeah. Her trying to tell a story and everyone going, yeah, it's just she's losing her marbles. Oh, cool. And it's the same. It's that. It's that subject of sort of everyone, every people to sit there and say, oh, dementia. Yeah, they lose their marbles, but they remember certain things. And this this film shows that, and I think it's very well done. Yeah. Oh, it sounds it. Oh, it does sound good. Uh, so the session two. Did we do this one together? No, I was. 
I was going to come in with it, and then because my one finished a little bit later, I then went around and talked to a few of the other stalls and oh, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. Met, met and met and mingled with a few people. Cool. While you watched this one, uh, so session two, I had uh, there was a short film called Family Night, a bit intense and very well made. It's it, it's kind of like a family invasion film, but you don't realise that at first. At first, you think it's a kind of it's it's some kind of controlling thing, but it turns yeah. out to be more than that. Okay, uh, it's it's a good little film. It's not very long, but it works really well. Um, the next film is a feature called Dead Bride. Uh, it's a woman goes to live in her husband's family home. And uh, there's all you know her experiences and the ghosts are there and things like that. It's a little bit cliched. Um, yeah. my both questions were were basically why would anyone go back there and why would they stay? You know, once things yeah. start going, wouldn't you go sod this? I'm leaving. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, some of the acting is a little bit wooden in places, but well, you know, it's a pretty good film with some good bits to it, and yeah. you know, but it's not a new idea, but it's it's decent enough. It's a decent enough film. Uh, so then when we have session three, did we do that? Oh, we did that one together, didn't we? Yeah, we did that one together. Yeah, uh, which was well, I, I could do the first one because you missed some of that because you went to the loan. Yes, the first So, one. yes, the, the first short that was there was, it's called For the Love of Craft, and it's actually about uh, H.P. Lovecraft. It's all about um, him having writer's block and what happened and how he, sort of horror film of how he actually come up with the ideas. Yeah. And yeah. what went about it. And, again, graphically, I thought it was an amazing film. I, I, I like H.P. Lovecraft, but I, I don't know. I just didn't, I didn't twig with this film. It just, it, it didn't feel it didn't grab me the way that I thought it was going to. I must admit, when I came back in towards right at the end, right near the end, yeah. um, the thing I got I noticed was that the artwork, which was kind of like his drawings, which were coming to life, yeah, was, that was incredibly well done. Oh, yeah, like the artwork itself was really good. Yeah, graphically, I thought it was very well done, but story wise i don't know i don't know if it was i don't know if i miss if i was missing something or what but yeah. it didn't grab it for me yeah what do you mean and we had another short after that called type till you bleed yes which was kind of funny well made um I don't know. It was funny up to a point that it was a bit more like, oh, actually. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. It's, it, it was almost that sort of, it's that borderline, isn't it? You get to that point where you're like, this is funny. And then something says, you're like, oh, not anymore. It's not. <laughs> um, it's a bit sort of, a bit touch and go with something. But I, again, I like this film. Oh, it was great. It's an int really interesting idea. Uh, yeah. The idea, the idea about sort of like a, 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 a one of the earliest gaming computers. Basically, yeah. coming to life. Yeah, it's, it's not an original idea, but it's definitely a unique way of doing it. Oh, definitely. Um, it's very strange as well, but very good. Yeah, I think they had a bit of a touch for where the filming location. Yeah, well yeah, for it, yeah, as it was yeah. actually filmed around where it was maybe the best for it. Yeah, we I mean, filmed in the uh, the what's it, the museum of of uh, it was a gaming history or something. Yeah, something yeah. Like that. yeah. It was, it, was, it was good. Yeah, it was, good it was a good blend as well of, of 
I think the, the actual blend of comedy and horror went well together because it was that sort of it wasn't making fun of itself and it wasn't yeah. sort of trying to up it was that sort of you know, <laughs> like laughing away yeah and then suddenly he's like oh maybe i need to stop yeah and that's what i loved about this film is the fact that he got to that point you're like i need to stop laughing because this is getting a bit much yes uh the film third film was called La, the short film called la nerva which means the newcomer apparently which again was subtitled I think the acting was good and the effects were good. Um, I I really, I kind of liked this film. I'm not quite sure why, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. What did you think? So again, I, I liked it, but I'm not sure why. And I think, I don't know, again, I think it was just, I was missing something. I don't know whether it yeah. was like me missing something or what, but it just, it, I did like it, but I'm not 100% sure why, and it bugs me a bit, the fact I don't know why. Yeah. But I think I was missing something about it. Yes. Then we had a feature film called Agatha. <sighs> was very strange. Yeah. Now, I, I, at first, I thought this was animated. Yeah. So I'm not I sure it was. It, it almost no, looked like, what's it called? It called Rotoscope, where they, where they take a... a the film and then they just draw over the yeah film it was, very, it was like very shaky sort of draw it like animation sort of style yeah of. i don't know it was a weird sort of animation and it, i mean again it was a very interesting look you know it, 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 but it was such an odd film it's kind of circles and loops and things of actions and times and things going on all over the place yeah. I will say as well, for me personally, obviously, don't want to indulge drugs or anything like that. But if you ever want to know what it's like to have a bit of an acid trip, just watch this film. I mean, there is certain it, elements of the, something to certain amount something to do with witchcraft. Yeah, it's sort of witchcraft and sort of I don't know. It was sort of a witchcraft. But it was also sort of like getting like like sort of karma coming around and. Sort yeah. of getting revenge and sort of making and it, amends and stuff like that, and it just—it's saying it just—it seemed like a lot of stuff going on. I couldn't make my mind up if it was supposed to be like a post-apocalyptic type story place, the way the setting of it, because it kind of seemed like that, but I wasn't sure of it enough. Yeah, I think it was sort of—I think obviously without getting into the mind of the director or whatever, but it sort of seemed like yeah, it was. I suppose if you're the whole premise behind it or the premise behind the, the woman that's in it, it could seem like a sort of post-apocalyptic bit because it's, it's what's worth living for after what happened. But yeah, it's sort of that whole confusing element of it. Because it sounds like you said, going around in circles and sort of not knowing if you're coming or going, really. Yeah, that's very true. Very true. Uh so then we had session four. Yes. I missed the short for this. Did you you Yeah, I see it. Tummy oh, ache. Yeah. And I don't know whether or not I took more out of this than I should have done. But for <laughs> me it seemed like a film of a girl coming of age. Okay. Um, sort of young girl going to that sort of teenagehood and things to that because it that's what it seemed like 
yeah, it was. It, I've got to admit, it did left me wanting to know what the hell was going on while asking more questions. There were a couple of little funny lines in it, which are them sort of that sort of feeling to it. But again, I thought it was very well done. The shot, like the cinematography in it was amazing. I thought cool. was in it, but it's it was for me. I don't know whether or not it was, like I said, but for me, it felt like a film that was definitely about of um, the whole, the whole, especially for as anyone that's got kids knows that the teenagerhoods, teenager times, their kids sort of change and turn into a different personality. For this is what you see more like for girls. What happens to them is that one night they go to bed and they're quite happy being read a story and then it hits midnight and World War Four's broken out and everyone deserves to die. <laughs> so it's sort of going through that at the moment personally. That's sort of why I related to it. Yeah, I can understand that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. So, so It was a good film and I think it was very well done by them. Then we had an um, interesting feature film called Walking Against the Rain. Which again, I, th I think it's it's kind of it's kind of well, not, I don't know about post-apocalyptic, but it's kind of post um, outbreak sort of thing. Or no, I think from what I said, the end of it is meant to be sort of like it is sort of rapture sort of style. Yeah, I don't know, uh, but uh, it it was well acted again. Great cinematography. Yeah. And the ending of it was really good. Yeah, I think I think a lot of it, like they said, was down to location as well. I yeah. So much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, the location was quite, was, was really good. I mean, that was a big part of it, was the, yeah. the barren, the, the kind of the barren landscape and, and the kind of, uh, the, 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 barren the barren landscape of the Lake District. Yes. Well, <laughs> But no, it's, it, I do agree with you. Like, the costume design in it, I thought, was very well done. The acting from, like, the two main actors in it, I thought was amazing. Absolutely, yeah, they were really and good. Like, the emotion that they both showed, I thought, was very well done. And it's the same. It, the landscape helped, but I think if it had been filmed anywhere else, I think it, it would have worked as well. I think the landscape just pushed it a little bit sort of yeah. above. But it definitely was a great film. Yeah, it was a really good film and definitely worth watching. And it was it was really good because it was personality driven. It wasn't about big effects and things like that so much. Yeah. Uh, so I really enjoyed that. It was really good. Um, so session five, we had a oh. film called <laughs> Twist. Oh, now, yeah. Uh, Twist was uh, made by Kenichi Ugana, who was the man who made the uh, sex squid video, uh, Extraneous Matters. Uh, and his introduction to the film was brilliant because yeah. he had the sex squid with him on the sofa next to him. It, it was a good idea, good effects. It was funny. It was very good. And all I wrote it was weird as I thought it would be. <laughs> yeah, I'd, like I know I've said before on so many times on this on this podcast, and when we've watched weird films, I want to talk to the guys and just make sure they're okay. <laughs> he, he's a definite one that I'm not too sure whether or not I'd be okay after talking to him. The, just, I, I would hate to know what ideas he throws aside. 
Yeah, I mean, he, he, his ideas are always very, very strange and bizarre. Yeah. Uh, but always interesting. That's the thing about it. There's none of them that you go, oh, that was boring. Yeah. Like sort of, I don't know what, what. Yeah, hey. it's, it's definitely a film that it's definitely a film you can't. He's no, oh, actually, I say definitely. He's definitely a person that any of these films you can't just watch and go, "Well, oh, that was boring." It's true, very. It's true. just like the funny one lines in this film, this one, and start because I've I've seen parts of the, the the other one, but this one I've seen it all for and it's definitely one I would. I, I don't know if it's definitely one I would like to rewatch, but I definitely think I need to. Yeah, I I, I just, love, just I love watching his films because yeah. I just, they're just so fantastic. Yeah, I've got, I've got me. All I did was write down, just wrote down. I definitely need to rewatch and just odd. Yeah, it just, he's, but not, not odd in a bad way. He's such a good film, and I think he does it. He's such a great filmmaker. Absolutely, absolutely. If there's ever one of his films in a festival, definitely worth watching. Yeah. Uh, then we had the feature film, which was called Horoscopes. Yeah. It was an anthology film. Now, this was made, or a lot of the, some of the things in this were made by the same people that did the video shop Tales of Horror. Yeah. Um, so there's 12 short films, all based on different signs of the Zodiac. Uh, some of them were really funny. Some of them were a little bit more serious, and some of them were okay, but some of them were excellent and were really funny. My favourite was definitely Pisces, I think. Which yeah. takes the love of fish to a new level. It definitely does that. <laughs> I think they, were all, they were all really good. All of those short yeah. films were really good. There's some that were definitely a lot better than others, I would say. Yeah. But as I say, each of them had their own thing. And I'm looking forward to the next one that they said they're making. Um, yeah, they're doing yeah. going to do it on the base of the Chinese Chinese Zodiac, yeah. I suppose it's just weird, but it's saying it's just there's so many of them that I think it's just they're all ideas that they've all had from what I was from another time. They're ideas they had, and then finally someone went, Let's make it, and yeah, it gave them the chance to. And yeah, it's I think the same, there's definitely some that are better than others, but it's definitely a good good selection of films. It's a good selection of short movies, cheap, cheap yes. short films, really good. Okay, so then uh, we had our session six, which is where we split up. Yes. So do you uh, want to go first? Yeah, I'll go first because, well, yeah. Um, I started off with a short film called Kiddo. Yeah. Now, I don't know whether or not to give too much about it, away about this or not, but it was definitely a eye-opener. Um, now, obviously, for anyone that hasn't seen this film, there's not going to know fully what that means, but it's basically a horror film based around um, living on a farm and giving pets or be giving the animals pet names and making them making them part of the family, knowing that they can't be. Right. But it's not animals, and that's oh, all I'm saying. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm saying I'm not 100 percent sure fully what was going on, but it is definitely definitely a good film. He's okay. he's definitely one that I'm saying. I'm, I it takes a lot to shock me, and there were there were a couple of scenes in this where I looked at it and it said happened, and I was just like, and I just sat there. And I I'm pretty sure at one point I said it out loud because I bring I heard someone behind me go, I agree, and I just sat there and just went wow, <laughs> like shock wise, and I heard someone behind me go, I agree, but 
yeah, it was definitely a good film. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, now, the feature that they had, which was called Feed Me. Yep. And um, this is about um, a, a man that was dealing with grief, the loss of his partner, and him looking for ways out of it. And stumbles across this man who says he'll help him in certain ways. And it's this guy, he agrees to it, and then it's about the journey he takes where he then realises before it's too late sort of the things need to change. But the, the whole the story up to it, the whole thing behind it is so good. There's like it's funny in places as well. Is like there's a lot of there is a lot of boringness. Yeah. Like there is a lot of close up gore to it. Okay. Um, but like there's parts of it that you see someone getting their arm sawn off, or like uh, and the the, the 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 sort of makeup behind it, I thought was amazing the way it was done. But. It was yeah, stuff like that. But then there was there was stupid little moments where it was just funny, and I think it was that lightheartedness that took it away from it a little bit. And I think it worked though because it was like it wasn't permanently in your face and you're on edge, and it gave you that little bit of little bit of relief. And then something happened, and it made you sort of feeling more intense. Yeah. And I'd say I think it's a great film. It's it says on it whether I don't know whether or not it's true, but I'm pretty sure I heard someone say it's inspired by true events that happen. Whether or not that's true or not, or if it's just them trying to grab people's attention. But I think it's definitely a great film it is, and I need to keep an eye on what stuff they do if they're making stuff like this, because it's just a great film. Cool. That sounds really good. Uh, I wish I couldn't see that. Eh? Uh, <laughs> while you were watching that, I was watching, uh, in the other, the other screen, I was watching this collection of cheap thrills. Now, these are uh, short and uh, short uh, films that are made on a limited or low budget. Yeah. Um, now, <laughs> what do we have here? We had a, the first of all, there was a film called Amber, which was, I really liked. It was a game based short film. Um, it was really good, really well acted, very, really good effects, fun, funny, and very good. Effectively, it was, it was about sort of uh, playing a video game in real life okay so you kind of like you, you kind of you have a thing comes above you <coughs> above you in midair that tells you what weapons you've got that you can choose to fight against the thing that's in front of you and you have to choose the weapon and then go and try to attack it and things like that it, it was it was very well good very well done very well uh, yeah. made uh i'm not sure it was horror but it was it was very good Okay. Um, second one was called All the Music You Need. This was a very strange film, and it was based around the idea of grief and loss, and the also the idea of um, sirens singing in the sea to draw people to them. On that, um, so it was kind of like that, but it, it was a bit strange, but very good. Uh, the next film was called A Hymn for Her, which I really liked. It was interesting, really well made. It's about an ageing actress and about um, how as you get older, you stop being recognised or being thought of as being uh, the beauty that you were and you start becoming invisible. You've got that. 
But interestingly, the the two main characters in this were played by Tiger Drew Honey, who was in Outnumbered, and uh, Linda Marlowe, who was in EastEnders for quite a while. So they were well-known actors, which was quite quite interesting. Yeah. Um, That was was good. Now, the next film was one of my favourite short films of the entire weekend. Right now, this is for a bit of a. This is the film, by the way, that I said that explained to me, and he's saying that the one he watched on Friday was weird. This is a film called Tatties. Uh, this is a funny, <laughs> um, gross, and excellent film. Yeah, uh, and. It's it 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 involves what were christened by a gentleman who who uh, did a uh, question and answer session with me at some point uh, was uh, they they were they were uh, christened love spuds, um, yep. and there's not much more you can say about them than that really. No, it, all I can tell you is that Tatties because it's based in Scotland, so Tatties in Scotland are potatoes, obviously. And they are definitely love spuds. Um, and I'm not yeah. going to say any more than that because you really, really need to go and watch this film. Obviously, it's brilliant. brilliant. I know we're going to go over the awards later on, but I can understand why it won the award it did. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so the film after that was called It Got Bloody. Uh, it was quite an interesting opening to it, a bit of a twist. It's pretty good, but it was pretty kind of. Um, kind of obvious it was it's basically just sort of like a a fight that goes over the top really it's, it's all right yeah all right. uh then we had a film called all you can eat uh subtitled a toxic burrito story it's a sci-fi horror comedy ish thing uh brilliant effects um, yeah. All I would say is it's, it re- go it, it centers around a burrito restaurant, and uh, the uh, chef is experimenting on these burritos, which become kind of sentient and start eating the people that should be eating them. Uh, interestingly, <laughs> the character in this, which is just called the Voice, uh, who is the Voice, is is played by. Uh, Somebody who people might recognise the name of Jello Biafra, who was the lead singer with the punk band The Dead Kennedys. Wow. <laughs> Damn. So there you go. Uh, the next film was uh, some awful thing with some big fat gathering called The Hand That Feeds You. Uh, your film and that's why you wanted to come in there for that i know it was amazing seeing myself huge on a big screen instead of just seeing myself huge in a mirror uh but no that was yeah it was great fun to watch that on the on the, on the screen and and very nice to to hear some people applauding it on it when it finished that was quite good uh so then we are after that we had the witching hour which uh was really interesting because it 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 was basically a music sort of dance video with a horror basis. Okay. Amazing sound and visuals, and I really liked it. But it was yeah. basically just like a music video 
but it was interesting. It was it was a very interesting yeah. thing. Um, then we had a film called A Real Pair, which was a comedy horror. It was very amusing, very good, about uh, two guys who were uh, sort of... Uh, uh, ghost hunter type peoples uh, that was made as part of the full 48 hour film challenge so oh, that, that's I mean I, I'm always in awe of people who do that that's 48 hours to get a film from original idea to screen yeah which is quite an amazing thing to be able to do yeah especially when we say that some of these films that we've, we've, we've reviewed already uh, one of them took like a few years yeah and obviously, I know that I know there was different reasons why, but your one that you did with John took a while, but that's mainly because of lockdown. But still, like yeah. two days to be able to do it is to take it to take it from right. You go right. This is the idea. You then write a script or story or storyboard it or whatever. Get the film. Get it filmed. Edit films. Edited. Post production. And post production, and then it onto the screen in forty eight hours, is amazing. Yeah. Um. Now. I was a bit confused by this next film because when it came up on the screen, it looked like it was called Siren Killer. Yeah. But they've got it down on their thing as being called Serial Killer. Yeah. Which was a little bit odd, I felt. Um, I don't know. Uh, it was a bit of an odd film, but it was very good. It was like... Uh, one of the things that, that I've seen in quite a few things is the fact that there have been far less female serial killers than male ones. And yeah. this is kind of a thing about a female serial killer. So it was it was interesting. It's different. Um so then we had the next one, which was a session the seventh session. You did the long shorts in this. Yeah. Um the first one, I'm, oh, do you know what? I've looked at this at least 12 times today. I still have no idea how to pronounce it. Sarata. Sarata. Uh, Sarata. Yeah, Sarata. I'm, I'm not 100% sure what this film was about. Okay. I, I, I don't know. I just, I couldn't, it didn't grab my attention to the point where I needed to focus on it. And I, I feel really bad because I, I I tried so much, but it it just wasn't grabbing my attention. So I just I really don't know what was going on. Okay, and I, I feel really bad for the people that made it, but I just genuinely oh, no, some, just some films don't. don't yeah, some films just like that, aren't they? Yeah. Now uh, the next one was called. You find it was called the Fallen Woman, and again it was a. Uh, horror, no, it's obviously it was a horror, <laughs> but it was a sort of ghost sort of one. Um, again, another one dealing with um, someone with dementia and um, sort of uh, people taking advantage and trying to hide things and someone from the outside spotting it and trying to do it. I actually thought it was very well done. The hit messages that were in this film and the the things that were being spoken about, I think, were very, very hard hitting. In it, there was uh, a couple of bits in there about um, uh, 
woman falls pregnant and what she's going to do with it and um how people other people look at single mums and yeah. or pe- people to get um pregnant from people that are in relationships and stuff like that and it's i think it's there's a lot of controversial subject in it and i think it's very very well done cool um so i would quite happily watch this number of times um mainly just mainly just purely that i want to see some of the dream sequences again because again they were very well done cool um now the next one masterpiece or the masterpiece and anyone that is into horror films or i'll rephrase it anyone that likes korean films (laughs) this film fits in with horror with korean horror films because there's a lot of blood and a lot of gore and absolutely no understanding of what is going on. <laughs> um, it's, the, the premise by basically is this, um, this artist, we all know how well a lot of extreme, uh, like sort of artists like to be by themselves because they, they want to find themselves. Mm-hmm. And he goes, does it in the forest and this person who's from the studio who's employed him goes out to talk to him and find that. Actually, he's a bit of a loopy case okay and doesn't take criticism very well so when he gets criticized he then turns violent and the i would like to see but obviously i know there's a different budget a different um things cost differently in different countries but i would love to see the budget they use for fake blood in the film <laughs> there is a lot of it and a lot of arterial spray cool <laughs> and it is but the same for anyone that has seen a ho- a korean horror film or anything like that this fits in so well and like literally all i did was write down because that was just it was just that it was just a great film that fitted so well and it's it's not one that i sat there at the end of it afterwards because it was it was, dubbed, it was subtitled and you sort of it was a bit hard to follow at certain places, especially how fast they can uh, Koreans can speak and like. But it was very, very gruesome, and I loved it. Cool, that sounds really good. Well, while you was watching that, I watched a short film called Unveiled, which was okay. It was a decent jump scare, but for me, it wasn't a lot more than that. Yeah, um, but it was it was okay. It was done well. And then uh, we had what was the UK premiere of the feature film called The Uncanny. Now, I've mentioned before on here a film called The Uncanny, which was made back in the 1970s, I believe, which yeah. was an anthology film all about how cats are the worst things in the world and they're trying to kill us all. This was nothing to do with that. I was going to say, that's pretty much what you believe, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. This was a film basically about uh, an art therapist who is um, haunted by her own and others' others' pasts uh, when she moves into a new house. Um, it's weird and spooky and ghosties and things like that. Really good effects. Uh, it's a little bit confusing in a few places, but it's a really good film. It really is worth watching. So if you get a chance to see it, I'd really recommend going to see it. And it was really nice because the, the, the two, uh, the mother and daughter who team who made it, 
um, were actually there. They'd come over from LA, yeah, to do a Q and A afterwards, and and uh, were there. And I chatted to them uh, on the Friday night, and I chatted to them again on the Saturday. And they're, they're really nice people, and they were really really cool. And it was a really good film, really good film to watch, and and uh, it was well paced. And there were a few amusing bits in the middle of it all, but it was on the whole, it was a really good kind of. Uh, Spooky sort of supernatural ghost story. Yeah. It was it was really well done. And so we go to Sunday the 26th of the 2nd, 2023. The yes. final day of the, the Rolls-Royce Horror International Film Festival. So uh, the first session, who's going to go first? This one, you do this one, then you're going to go first. No, I'll go first. You were in screen two, weren't you? Yes. Um, yeah. yeah, screen two that was in there, so it was <coughs> me dying on my tongue. Um, no, it was started off with a short called uh, Incubus. That's how you spell it? Yep. Uh, sorry. Yeah, it's a very, very moving film. Like, it's, it's, it's definitely it's a hard-hitting subject on it. But it's a very good film, and I understand why they put it with the other one that they have other than Fate to Length. But it is such a good film. Um, I just, uh, to be honest, I could I could sit there and say about everything about it, but nothing I say is going to be able to put across what this film was like. You could describe it down to like the last team. You never, it's never going to be the same for everyone. I think there was a lot of people in in the screen that felt the exact same way. There was the it. I'm not saying it felt the same way, but it, it sort of they took away from it something different, right? And it was it's such a great film to do, and I'll quite happily watch it again. Actually, there's there's a there's been a few this week like over this weekend that I've felt like that. Cool. Um, now the feature length they did that was done. Um, it's called I don't know what it's, if it's called Poe or Pow or what. I think it's Poe. Poe. But it, it was also called Peacock. Yeah, um, I think it's Poe. Poe means peacock in yeah. the language it was. Um, South African. Oh, okay. I think. Okay. The, the, the guy I was talking to me about. But it's, um, again, it's a very, a very hard-hitting film about a lot of different subjects that was going on and still go on. But it was again another one dealing with like um, with the um, not depression, <sighs> dementia. Sorry, right. and um, but also dealing with grief and loss and how different people, how it affects different people when it could be about the same person. Okay, but you don't really find that out until later on that it's about that. But it's it's. it's it's very well done there. It's all set. Um, it's all set in the middle of nowhere in this sort of very extravagant, extravagant sort of villa, and it's based on um, a, a nurse and the person that she's caring for. And okay. uh, so she's a living carer, and they've got a doctor turn up and do things. And it's about how how hard it can be and stuff like that, but there's a lot of darkness to the film. And it's saying this and Inquis, I think I can definitely see. To be honest, I can see why a lot of these over the weekend were paired together. But this one, I think, would definitely 
a great film to watch. And I had I had a chance to meet his dad, the guy that made this, and he said that, that he was still over in South Africa doing things, and he he had never seen it on the screen, a big screen before. Like he'd, he'd seen little snippets as it was being done, and he said that he didn't want to seem biased, but even he was blown away with this film. And yeah. I'd say I I completely understand. Is it was such a great film. And the saying, if uh, I really am going to keep an eye on the stuff that this guy does, just because of the fact that this is, it's a lot of like there's stuff to do with uh, um, tradi- uh, ancient traditions and stuff and uh, different um, traditions, and but also very sort of like religious religion and religious beliefs and everything like that. And it's but the, it was the different graphics and different visual effects that they used in it throughout, like the difference of the the way of filming. Because it was it was very sort of not black and white. But it was it was sort of like with the color the color aspects of certain things were that were popped out, right? But it was very very well done, and I would say one of the best I think for this weekend. Cool. For me, anyway. Yeah, 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 that's cool. I had a completely different experience in, in <laughs> the screen. The first, first of all, we had a short film, which was called The Iron Sheik Massacre. Uh, this was a wrestling horror comedy. Sorry, do you uh, know, I've read that three times and I've read it as The Iron Sheik. <laughs> Makes a lot more sense, then. Yeah, the, well, for anybody that doesn't know, the Iron Sheik was a wrestling superstar in the World Re- World Wrestling Federation um, back in the day when, like Hulk Hogan was big, and he actually the Iron Sheik won the heavyweight championship belt, and he held it for about four months, and then Hulk Hogan beat him, um, and and after that he never quite achieved the same level of uh, yeah thing but he did work in a tag team with uh, with uh, a russian uh, wrestler called nikolai volkov um but it was a very funny film this because it's basically it's it's a group of uh, american guys and a couple of women who do this wrestling podcast uh and they they talk about the the, the old uh WWF wrestlers, yeah, that sort of thing. And basically, what they do is they go on there and say who was crap, um, and that's what they do. They go on there and they they're all talking about how crap the Iron Sheik was and how he was he only held the, the belt for four months and yeah. Hogan beat him and he was much better than him and all this kind of stuff. And um, and then there's a there's a huge like lightning storm and bolt of lightning. Um, the the uh, the TV explodes and the lightning jumps from the TV okay. to this giant um, rubber action figure of the Iron Sheik and brings it to life. So it goes around killing them. Um, okay, and and. Being quite crude about it, and and some of it quite funny. It's a great bit where he he uh, puts a large kitchen knife. Yeah, it's a large kitchen knife, and this, he's chasing this guy, and he's cut his leg, and this guy falls 
face first over the arm of a sofa. So the Iron Sheik comes up behind him and forces this blade into his rectum. Oh, wow. Yes. Um, and then and then proceeds to follow it. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, but it, it's a, a great thing because this won a, a, an award later on uh, for, for a specific thing in it. Which yeah. I might, we'll tell you later when we get to the the award side. So, but it was yeah. good fun. It was the effects were really good, and it was really good fun. But there was a really odd moment in it. There was this kind of poignant moment where yeah. the Iron Sheet kind of stops attacking, and they've got all these little mini action figures of all these old wrestlers, and there's all of them. The all these ones roll in a row at the front that are all wrestlers who are either dead or of had to retire due to ill health and things like that and he's looking at them and it's almost like he wants to cry okay and, and it's really kind of like you for a moment you think oh that's really sad <laughs> looking at yeah. all his old friends and realizing that he, and i thought it's a bloody comedy film with a rubber iron cheek killing people with a knife what am i doing um which was kind of weird but it was, it's a good film. It's a really good film. It was excellent. I loved it. Okay. Uh, then there was there was a, a feature film which was completely different. Uh, <laughs> there was a feature film called The Ones You Didn't Burn. It's quite an intense and atmospheric film. Uh, the, the use of sound and visuals in this were really good. Basically, yeah. it's a, it's a about a brother and sister who go back to the family farm. Um, after the death of the father. The father commits suicide. And it's to do with um, people who owned the land before their family took it over. Yeah. Ended up working for them. Were kind of... Um, were the people... Were kind of, at the time, were, were labelled... A lot of them were labelled as witches. Yeah. And the reason it's called The Ones You Didn't Burn is because of the fact that it, it's uh, about local witchcraft, local witches and their descendants. Yeah. Things like that. It's good, but it's not an entirely unexpected thing. You know, when you get to the end of it and you, you find out what the end of the, you know, what the actual reveal of the, th the story is, you kind of go, well, that was rather obvious, really. You know, yeah. it's... But, it, it was good. It was it was a good film, and it was well acted and and uh, well made, and I, I I enjoyed it. But it was a little bit kind of uh, well, you know, yeah, nothing unexpected really. But uh, yeah, but it was quite good. It was quite good. So, session two on the Sunday. Uh, oh, yes, session two on the Sunday. Uh, you want to go first? Um. Yeah, I hate to admit, I actually missed the short of it. I was... Oh, what, the microscope? No. That's session three. Oh, session three. Sorry, yes. Sorry, sorry. session two was the writer's retreat. Oh, I missed this. I, I was in the process of... Well, they said, we'd have enough time for you to go and have a fag and everything. So I did. And then, because I went outside and it was cold, I didn't need the loo. And when I got back, it literally, I, I think I see the last minute. And okay. it kind of yeah. made sense to me. But... Say from what I heard, it was a good film. Yeah, I didn't know of it. That's but it was sorry, go on. 
No, I was just sort of, no, don't worry about it. So, yeah, so the, the, it was preceded then by a film called The Tales from the Great, or Tales from the Great War. Yep. And it was a, it was sort of a, I don't know whether or not it could be classed as an anthology film or what, but it was, it was different. Um, it was all about these people that were in the same regiment. Right. That had then different ways of why they were there and reasons why they were there and things that happened to them to get them to the regiment and then what happened while they were there and afterwards. It's, it is a very funny film and like there's a lot of gore, there's gore bits in it and horror aspects in it, but there's a lot of comedy in it as well. Okay. Um, great work, great uses of the cameras in it because it's. I I was there for the Q and A afterwards, and where they were was actually filmed. It was uh, it was filmed a lot in like um um like bunkers that would be used for um, school tours. So oh, they're not yeah. they're not big bunkers. They they what they're basically what they would have used back like, in the World War, and so there's not a lot of space. And the camera angles they had in them, I thought, were very well done and. I say it, it sort of there was light heartedness bits of it, but it was there was a lot of intense sort of bits to it. The storytelling I thought was great, but it was but what I liked about it mainly was the, the different the different stories of what was going on to the different characters it was all filmed slightly differently. So you had one that was sort of in black and white, one that was filmed this sort of as a sort of like almost like Charlie Chaplin sort of style. So the sort of you see the mouth moving and then the words come up afterwards. And right. Every single one was filmed as a different type of what the film, what they would have been in the time. Right. And I thought it was very well done. Um, it's just, it was a great sort of film. It's like, it's, it's, it's about like these four British soldiers that have all, all met through their regiment and end up where they are and what happens to them. Mm-hmm. And cool. sort of, the the darkness that ties in is then due to like um all due to this book which is all about um how to kill werewolves and vampires how to kill these mythical creatures and them fighting back okay and it is such a great film and there's so many funny like one-liners in it but it yeah. works so well cool cool uh, so well, yeah, I I saw. Let me see. You got uh, um, first one was a short film called Two Sisters, uh, which was a witchcraft story again. It's a witchcraft uh, short. Uh, good cinematography, decent effects. It was okay, but it was a bit over long. Really, it was just a bit. The problem I have sometimes with supernatural films is they either need to be a lot longer so they've got more time to for things to happen, or yeah. they need to be really short. Yeah. But if you're part way in the middle, it kind of gets a bit like nothing happens. It was a bit bit old. It, it was okay. It wasn't a bad film. Um, then we had a feature film called They Wait in the Dark. This was an interesting film because it got it's got a lot of twists in it. Yeah. Uh it's about a woman who's running from her uh ex partner or her partner or something with their son. Okay. Uh and 
the interesting thing about it is the fact that she goes back to the town that she came from. Yeah. She's kind of reliant on people there that who know her, especially one of her old friends. Um, but the ex isn't, or her partner isn't um, what she makes them out to be. Okay. Um, so <clears throat> twist there because you think, oh, she's the good guy, the partner's not. But yeah. then that isn't the case. Okay. Um, and there's also another twist, which is that the son who she says they adopted was actually stolen from somebody. Oh, um, okay. And that person was killed. So she, well, she's running from her ex while all this is going on. She's being haunted in the house. Yeah. Um, and so she kind of, the ghost, yeah, the ghost, the ghost from their past, as it were. Um, it's good. It's a bit long, a bit drawn out. It, it, there, there were a bit. I think it could do with being slightly faster paced. Yeah. It was an interesting idea, and because of the twists, it made it interesting to watch. Yeah, but it just it was a little bit slow, so it was a little bit kind of a bit too drawn out for me. Mm. Um, but it was good anyway. So then we have the third section, which is the one we should, yeah, the one I was talking about just now. Yeah. So, uh, yes, you want to go? Yeah, the, the short that was in this called Microscope, or the Microscope. You know what? I think this has got to be one of my, one of the favourites for my shorts this weekend. It was okay. so well done. The gore that was in it, it shocked me, the fact that they were able to do it for a start. <laughs> Um, okay. The poll promises is like scientists get these slides, these micro slides that you can look under a microscope and everything. And um, one of them's a bit more than he thought it was. Okay. And it ends up sort of taking him over. And he ends up, I don't know whether or not he gets some, I don't know if it's sanity or gets some what back, but he ends up taking his own eyeball out with a spoon. Obviously. Yeah. And then proceeds to pop that one with the, mi with the microscope um, to then examine it. And it it ends as he taking out the other one with the spoon. Okay. And yeah, it's... The cinematography on it was amazing, the shots in it. But all of it, the thing that blew me away the most, I think, for this was the makeup. The makeup and the the, like, the makeup and the effects for it was so well done. It's, it, I genuinely, I knew it was a film, but there was part of me that sat in the back and was in the back of my head just and that's that's guys guys just taking his eyeball out. <laughs> it's like he's something like I, I was almost I could hear myself at one point arguing with myself and the film and there's like the voice in the back of my head going yeah, he's just taking his eyeball out with the spoon. I'm like, you're it's a film, and I'm like, I don't care, he's taking his eyeball weapons, but I had that for about five minutes. Um, you, you could try it if you want. Yeah, but um, the feature, the long one they had on it, was a film called Mask of the Devil. Yeah. And now, the synopsis or the, the description that's in the book 
really only tells about the first minute of the film. <laughs> the rest of it has got nothing to do, apart from the mask, has got nothing to do with the, the main bit. Yeah? So the main thing is this, isn't it? Mercenaries attempt to steal a sacred tribal mask releasing ancient evil. Right. Yeah, that's literally for the first minute, not even that, maybe. The rest of it is then what happens to this mask afterwards right. and where it ends up being. And it ends up making its way onto... Now, I'm not 100% sure on the age range of our audience, so I'm going to put it as an adult film with very, very adult content. Right. Um, which is one of the reasons why one of the awards that was branded the best oh, F yes. is from that film. Oh, um, right. Yeah, and it's obviously it, it, it ends up in an adult film, and it's it, the only ones that don't get haunted, don't get attacked, are virgins or people that don't want to stop it. And there's only two on the whole set. Everyone else gets targeted. And it's, yeah, it's there's a lot of um, innuendos in it, and a lot of gruesome deaths in it. Um, okay, including the same. There's one where a phone gets inserted into someone's ear, and but saying again, out of all of it, I think the makeup, the makeup and art department in this, I think, deserve awards of their own. It was amazing. I think it was so well done. Like that, it was. But again, it was another one that had the sort of right mix of comedy and gore in it to make it work. A such a great film, and right. I just, I loved it. I, I come home and I told Amy about this film, and she just looked to me. She went, and it's almost that look on disbelief on her face, and I'm like, no, babe. Honestly, this really happened. And she, you could sort of see again. I want to believe you, but for what you just described, doesn't sound like someone would make that. And saying it's 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 a very good film, and I I loved every minute of it. Cool, it, it doesn't. It it's good. just it's just funny, but it's got the sound of the gore. It's basically to put it is it's a bit more of the the whole haunting bit is like you would do like Jason and Michael Myers and stuff like that. They're sort of being followed around and killed off one by one, but it's the obviously on the adult set so there's a lot of props being used yes kill them off and it's just like wow that's that's thinking yeah especially with one of them because there's a lot of is it's but you can see a lot of it like mm -hmm. uh, the instruments that are used and they're like stuck on the wall or um they're saying one gets used to kill someone and it's just like this is a lot of a lot of detail in a lot of this stuff, and I think it's just such a good film. Yeah, it sounds it sounds good. It sounds interesting. Yeah, I said I would love to. I would love to be able to get a copy of it just to show people. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, I watched um, a very interesting short film called Tea Light. Um, I liked this. It was a really good idea. It was to do with agoraphobia. Oh, okay. And it was basically about this woman who seems to be trapped between a fear of something evil in the house that she's in. 
Yeah. And her fear of going out. Okay. And she's kind of trapped because she wants, she doesn't want to be trapped. She doesn't want to be in the house with this evil that's in there. Yeah. But she can't go out of the house because every time she tries to get out of the door, yeah, panics. Yeah, she, she panics and she can't get out, go out. Which and it was a really interesting idea. I've never seen anyone do that before, and it was interesting to see it, sort of like how how it worked. Uh, I really only enjoyed the film because it was different like that. Yeah, uh, and it's about how she conquers both fears effectively. Oh. That was good. Uh, that was followed by a very strange feature film called The Quantum Devil. Okay. Now, the idea of this is about a guy who brings together a group of people who seem quite a strange group to bring together um, with the idea that they're going to work together with him to find a way of opening. Uh, you know, there's this whole thing about if you went, they were worried that when they did the whole Higgs boson thing that it was going to open up. Oh yeah, tear a hole in the universe, and everyone was going to be ripped apart and die and yeah. everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's it's a bit like that, and it's um, they he wants to open up this portal, uh, and they want them to help him, uh, and it's it's an interesting idea. There's a kind of gratuitous nudity and sex scene at the beginning, which is kind of explained later on, but it still yeah. really doesn't need to be shown in as much detail as it is. Um, it's There's some pretty good ideas, but then it basically turns into like a haunted house horror film that go, then goes a bit kind of like H.P. Lovecraft because it opens up this portal into this world that's bit sort of like there are these giant ancient gods live and uh, there's a few places where it's very predictable and a few other places where you go what yes yeah, uh, and there's some great effects in it and it's interesting it's not a bad film but it's not great and it's kind of like i don't sure why what's going on here it's a bit bizarre to be honest it was all right it was nothing Fantastic, but it was it was a what? Um, I seem to have been joined by. A... Yeah, I was going to say this. So this is the reason why I was laughing just a minute ago. For anyone that was, anyone that's listening to this in the background, it comes back and sees the fact you've had a massive hairy growth. Yes, I, I I now have a bear cub on my shoulder. Uh, I quite know what's going on here, to be honest. With you. I did wonder how long it was going to take after seeing you seeing a laptop or your screen moving where he's trying to yeah, poke his head in. He, he was he was kind of rubbing his his head up uh, on the edge of the laptop screen, which was what kept making it move. <laughs> so uh, yeah, there you go. bad for but, someone who says that he gets he saying how much they control the world and you just he just uh, walks up and it's like I'm going to sit on your shoulder now. Yeah, <laughs> well, I don't like cats. I really don't. Um, now, so the, I think the next season is there was a bit of a. This is where we both did this one together. Yeah, well, there, there was a celebrity event which was an yeah. audience with uh, Sylvia Colatina and Giovanni Lombardo Radish. Now, both of those are apparently legends of Italian horror cinema. Yeah. I don't can't say I know either of them because I, I've only ever seen a few Italian horror films, and like I was saying earlier, 
I don't have a great deal of knowledge of it. I don't have a love of it. Yeah. I like the films I've seen, but I'm not that interested. So at this point, I was going to go off and do some other things, but then I eventually just came and came in and watched the film with you. Um, yeah, I, yeah I know you missed the short. I didn't see the short film, yeah. No, it, called... I did. Obviously, I did. It was it was a film. It was a, I've got to admit, it was a, another very moving, but graphically gory um, horror uh, film called O. Oh, and it's a. It, I think it was made in Germany. I think it, it was, but it's it's all about a premises of of the whole whole horror, horror aspects of it of uh, having that emptiness inside you that you 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 long to f- sort of be filled. I don't mean this in a rude way. But it's it's basically the. Uh, the whole it's basically the way they did it was all about drug abuse right or substance substance abuse sorry and the fact that you could never you never sort of find that something to satisfy you or feel that that emptiness and a lot of people then turn to alcohol to drugs to and or feel that emptiness and it's always it's about that and the the graphics in it and the the visual effects in it i thought were very very well done and the is a pretty much silent film, right? Apart from the noise that you hear, sort of gently in the background, and sort of like a lump, a low hum that gets gradually a bit louder. But it's it's I think it's such a moving film, and like it's it's got some horror aspects. Like she ends up basically the whole premise is that 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 emptiness, that hole inside you, you you're sort of drawn to for things that can fill it. Yeah. And it's her way. Don't know. She sees this hole in it, in it and puts her hand in, it and then it gets to that point and starts getting a bit more gruesome and graphic. The things go on to the point where she ends up killing herself because of. Right. I think it's so well done. Cool. Like it's, it to, for substance abuse, drug abuse, anything like that is, as we know in a lot of films, is very controversial subject. Yeah. And this guy that done this. Uh, I can't, I'm not going to try and pronounce his name because I'll probably screw it up. But he does this so well, and I think it's such a great film. Cool. That sounds good. Uh, I'll, let you, I'll let you talk about Ghost Crew. <laughs> yeah, well, it said in the, in the thing, it says in the thing, uh, mystery film. Two films yeah. were rushing to completion in time for the festival. Only one, however, will screen. And the film that screened was a thing called Ghost Crew. Yeah. Uh, which is sort of comedy horror ish. Yeah, I got a bit confused about what what it was as well because it started off as a sort of documentary found footage sort of thing, and then went on to sort of being like recorded from the outside, and it's yeah, it did get a bit confusing with that, but it, it starts off kind of funny ish. And then it gets serious, but with some comedy elements, some of which don't really work with serious stuff. No. It's like that continual running joke that every time he steps, he goes through a door or somewhere, he, he trips over. Yeah, it, it did seem a bit. And it, I mean, it's it's an interesting idea, and it's an interesting story about sort of ghosts and them getting the... Uh, just getting justice over the people that kill them and things like that, and uh, and it's, think, 
Go on. No, it's, it's an interesting idea, but I think it just the the joke element of it started wearing a bit thin, and the whole thing was just a bit too long. Yeah, I, I, I agree. It, it was a bit. It seemed a bit all over the place, but it just it was very obvious at one point what was going to happen. Yeah, and where it was going, it sort of I think it would have. It was just. It was too obvious. I think if there had been a twist at the end, it might have made it a bit different. But yeah. I think it was, yeah, it was an okay film, but it wasn't amazing, I would say. Like, part of me wants to know what the other one was, just to sort of yeah, see well, how this one won. But Yeah, I agree. I mean, you know, it's, I think some people might like it, but... Not yeah, sure. it, it, it wasn't for me. No. So then we had our fifth session, which uh, you went in to watch the short films, did you not? Yes. Yes. And I stayed in the other one. So do you want to do your, your one first? Yeah. Um, this is this is the short, uh, the short film showcase number two. We shouldn't have done that. That made my head hurt. Um, it started off with a film called Streams. Now it's this is um, sort of like a crossroads sort of thing, like the sort of making a deal with with a devil or demon oh, right. abilities. But it's all about um, he he gives her this choice of he, he has to make she has to make a deal um, to make to get these abilities, and it's um, what she has to go through and the twist of it as well. In the end, I think it was very well done. Um, the graphics in it, I thought, were very well done because there's not actually, you don't, there's not actually someone acting as this demon. All you hear is the voice, and it's sort of a shadowy figure. All oh, right. And I think it's, uh, the soundtrack in it, I think, was very well done because it's they actually put up a disclaimer at the beginning saying that every song that was used in it mm. was free of copyright, so it could be used in free. And there's a lot of sort of 80s 70s 80s rock song all right that are in it that are very that i was listening to uh, singing along and i'm like how is this not copyrighted <laughs> but yeah. yeah there's a lot of songs that i but it's just saying it's it's definitely it's not a unique idea but it's definitely a good spin on it cool. and the sort of saying the twist at the end i think is just a great way of doing it um uh i wonder the next one which is uh, Fear Abides Nightly Glistens. I I genuinely like this film. Yeah. And they, they, it didn't seem like there was that big of a reaction to it when it happened, but I genuinely liked it. All right. It was, it was it sort of, I don't know whether or not it's because of the fact that it was the sort of, people didn't understand what was going on, but I genuinely like this. And, I just, I don't know, it just, it sort of hit home to me a little bit, and I don't know why. Okay. Um, but it was a good film. Now, the next one, uh, Part Forever. I don't know if it's meant to be Part or A Part Forever, because okay. a, a Part would make a bit more sense. But it's another film um, that deals with grief and um, not being able to move on, even though or thinking that you can't move on when it's people are sort of thinking it's a bit acceptable now and um 
like there's a good little jump scare in it as well. But it's, I don't know, it's it's a very good film. I think it's it's a very good way of dealing with grief. I think. Yeah, and like how how people deal with it, even though that they might seem calm and collected on the outside, but on the inside they're not, and everything like that. And I think it's a great film. Cool. Again, it's a good one. Um, now I sort of. I sort of missed mucking someone up because I didn't realise what it was at the time. And this one's called Baby Monitor. Right. And I will genuinely say now, this film, because I watched this when I first had my two kids, not this film, but I watched films like this. And it is the main reason why I never got a video uh, baby monitor. Because it's all about the, like, this, this mum's gone out and the, the dad's at home and this video baby monitor um, he starts hearing sounds and seeing things in the in the in the video that he can't see with the with the eye and it getting very close to the baby and genuinely I will say it was my biggest fear when I had my two. Yeah, no, I can understand. And it's sort of that whole. I know, genuine. I know it's sort of like a lot of it dramatized for films and stuff like that, but it was one of my things that is sort of it's all that what if. And, mm. Even yeah, now, yeah. My, two, my two are teenagers. I don't have to worry about them doing anymore. I'm quite, I'm quite happy to let them fall asleep when they sleep, when they do. Yeah. I don't have to worry. But it still genuinely worries me that that whole is what if that could happen? Yeah, yeah. I and it's that. one of the few that I'd say that actually sort of I found myself at one point having to sort of grip my hands into my knee because I'm like I genuinely understood that fear. Yeah, yeah. Um. I say the camera work on it, I thought was amazing as well because a lot of it was done looking over his shoulder, right into the baby monitor into the room. Yeah, so you could see the figure on the baby monitor. Well, the way the camera was, you couldn't then see it in the room, and I thought that was so well done. Yeah, um, yeah the next one was called Demon in a Bowl. And it was a very short film. It was done as an animation for film. But it's um, all about, well, what it's like for alcohol abuse and alcohol, how you feel and what happens when you get to that deep down darkness. And you're saying what, what it leads to and the despair you feel. And I thought, you're saying it was another one. It was all done animation. Um, yeah. And I think... It was really well done, actually. Cool. Like, it's the the guy who thought of the idea was great. Um, <laughs> the next one, I I genuinely, <laughs> I genuinely had to stop myself from laughing out loud because I knew that if I did, I wasn't going to stop. But it was called Floor Forty Three, right? And it was another one that was animated. But it was sort of a not stick figure, but it, it was a little bit more up from that. So it was sort of like, but it was to do more with like um, this completely oblivious cleaner who was cleaning up stuff around this office where there had obviously been a massacre. Because <laughs> there's like, she's walking, like she's got headphones in and she's walking past her own stuff and walking past, like closing her eyes and dancing, walking past dead bodies on the floor and like throwing trash in this, throwing rubbish in this like, sort of trash heap, not realising that she's done it, blood's then seeped out the bottom. And, but it's just saying, it's just, it's so funny because it's sort of that oblivious, obliviousness to 
danger around you because it's at one point she's sitting at her desk tidying up and this this figure comes out of the roof looks over her and takes her headphone out can't hear anything carries on and i'm just like there are people like that it's just completely oblivious to everything yeah absolutely um so the next one the next one was sonar now this was uh, again the camera the camera footage and the camera usage and the effects i just blew my mind because it starts off with her in a swimming pool right you see her dive down and then see what says hms something on the side of it and obviously we all know that shapes like that are massive they're not going to fit the swimming pool it's just that whole thing of like that transition was so smooth so like seamless yeah it it was so well done and then her coming back up with everything but the whole the the um, <coughs> the the um, the shots that they use, the camera footage, I think, or not the camera, the camera angles they used, and the whole imagery, I thought, was so well done as well. Oh. Um, <laughs> Room 301 is the next one, and this one was filmed actually not far away from us. Okay. Um, so, sorry. It was filmed in um, the South End on Sea. Hey. So not actually that far away from us at all. Um, no. With a gentleman that was in it that people might know as extras from Star Wars and stuff like that. Um, who yeah, I think you must have you must have seen over the weekend. So he was about, he was in it. He he was in it. He was in it as a ghost, right? Um, with a sheet over him. But again, <laughs> it's just it's it was very good effects in it because it's the way it was done and it was very very clever certain the filming of it and they said it but it freaked me out more because last i've stayed in this hotel that this is all filming by the way all right and it freaked me out more because i've actually stayed in the room that they filmed this in <laughs> so uh, when they walk in that they're going down the corridor i'm like obviously i didn't tweak i tweaked sort of the hotel and i, I didn't then tweak everything else it didn't all come together and i'm like into that hotel yeah i've walked down that corridor i've been oh my god i've been at that door and they sort of go in and things happen i'm like i've been in that room now <laughs> it's the what makes it even makes it funny is the fact that they didn't realize at the time that south end on seas um westcliff hotel is actually known for um supposedly being haunted yeah so that makes it even funnier. It will make it better. But I just think it's so well done. Like the visual effects in it, the, the, the kind of it, because they did a shot of, you could see this room was all messy. She's, this woman's meant to be there as a cleaner. And you can see it's all messy. But as the camera pans around, you can see her reflection in the wind, in the mirror. And right. she's screaming and trying to fight out. And I'm like, that is very well done. The fact that it's, you can see the room behind her, but she's not. And it's, as I saying, there's just some, of the, some of the visual effects in this this whole whole um, short showcase i think was just amazed me so much the fact that it was able to be done yeah um the next one was called i'm not even going to try and pronounce that in no, it's in inseparable inseparable that's it actually and again this is another one that had very very powerful message in it a lot of good cinematography in these. It's, it's hard to pick out bits from these films because of the fact that 
are genuinely sitting there writing his hand. And I'm like, it's not going to do you any justice. Yeah. Unless you watch this film, it's you're not. You're not going to do it justice no matter how you describe it. You describe it. Um, and the last one of this showcase was called Mean Spirited. And yeah, this camera was me because of the fact that there was a feature film earlier yeah. on called Mean Spirited, and it was kind of yeah, that's what confused me as well. Sitting and like, what's it on twice? But um, the camera working it, I thought was very well. At one point, there's there's four actors, the four actors are sitting, and the camera's just going round them. Right. So it's just like a constant movement going random. Yeah. And uh, but I just like from what I'm able to, like, I I watched the Q, oh, I listened to the Q and A afterwards, and I'm amazed they managed to get this film. Just purely for the fact that they said that there was so much against them doing this. Yeah. Like the the place where they were meant to be recording it or get uh, recording it didn't tell them that on the day that they were filming it that the people there were roofers coming in and re-roofing it so they were then getting gassed out and everything by solvent solvents but like solvent cleaner and solvent dissolver. So they were getting gassed out. and it's just like they had so much against them doing this film and yet still produced such a great film. Yeah. And it's again it's another one it's, it's sort of all about these people trying to get revenge and actually because of the fact that they think this person's um is a medium and he's he's a he's a he's a fraud and actually realized it, it sort of turns out that they're, they're actually them the bad guys and what they've done is way way worse than him you know mm. and like that. Mm. And it's it's all about these sort of ghost ghostly apparitions and stuff like that. And I think it's it's again it's another really good film. Cool. Sounds it. Well, while you were watching all those, I watched a short film called Last Orders, which was really good. It was a pub-based supernatural film. Um, and basically it's about death. Uh, death comes calling for somebody. Yeah. And it's very interesting and odd. It's really good. It's it's kind of like there's a there's a few twists as you go through it, and uh, and it turns out that death isn't there for the person you think that he they is, and, and it it's a very interesting film, and it's really kind of you get really drawn into it. Yeah, and it, it was really good. Um, and they. They're saying that it's being turned into a limited series for streaming, and I think it may be on Netflix. I'm not sure, but um, it looks like it could be a really interesting yeah. watch. Um, very quite a quiet film. Yeah, but as I say, it's a supernatural thing rather than it being sort of out and out sort of horror horror. But it was very interesting, very good. Um. The feature film was a film called Ghost Writer. Uh, it's, um, you, it's a, you kind of think of this as being a basic ghost story. Yeah. But it's more than that. It, it's, it's about the relationship between a writer and his father, who was a famous writer before him. Yeah. And how he, he never quite matches up to his dad's sort of... Uh, uh, legend, if you like, yeah. Um, but this is about a 
haunted story, which okay. kind of the, the story comes to life and haunts the writer basically. Okay. It's really interesting and really intriguing, and it's got an interesting end to it. Yeah, and it's a really good film. It start it gets a bit confusing in places. You've got to think about what you're watching because you've got to kind of follow what's going on. But it, it's a really good film to watch. It, it took a lot of thinking about, especially if it was coming late, quite late. <laughs> yeah. uh, it was it was very interesting. Um. So yes, that was that. So then we went on to the last session. Mm-hmm. Session six, the last session of the festival. Yeah. Uh, and you were in screen two. Screen two with a short that... I don't know. I don't know whether or not... I don't know whether or not I watched that, if I saw the whole thing or not, because it, it seemed to... I don't know. It, I don't know whether or not it's, I missed part of it or what. But it just didn't seem to make a lot of sense to me. Okay. A film called Darker. And as I say, I'm not taken away from the film, it was a good film, but it just, I don't know whether or not I missed a bit, which I don't know if I did, because I'm pretty sure I was there when it started, but <laughs> it just, I don't know, it just didn't seem to make a lot of sense to me. And I'm saying, I don't know whether or not I missed something or I just, I don't know, wasn't paying attention, which I don't think I was, but or I don't think I wasn't, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, but I just don't know. It just it didn't make sense to me, and I'm not taken away from the film. It was a good film, but for me, it it didn't make a lot of sense to me. Okay. Um. Now, I can honestly say that this film, the feature length that is on, for me, was actually the best film of the weekend. Okay. Well, the whole thing. Now, this is a film called Eating Miss Campbell. Okay. And I'll read you the description that's on here. Yeah. And see whether or not... Well, yeah. Just what your reaction is. So it's a vegan goth falls in love... So just the first three words of that didn't make sense to me first time I read it. Yeah. But a vegan goth falls in love with her new English teacher while developing a problematic taste for human flesh. Yes, I can, yeah. I, can, I can see that that would be a problem. Yeah. <laughs> see, my main problem is with this, is I know a lot of goths. Yeah. Not pr- I'm pretty sure none of them are vegan. Well, there might be some somewhere. Yeah, true. Um, but no, I, I genuinely love this film. It's, it, it's, it's sort of a, the main character in it, knows she's in a horror film it's all right. about her knowing the fact that she's a horror character she's she's the goth she plays a goth in all of them but she's this horror character she doesn't want to be it anymore okay. doesn't want to be this doesn't want to be this horror character it doesn't want to be in a film and breaks the fourth wall by talking to the audience talking to the person watching the film and it's it's a very typical cliche film so there's a lot of high school jocks and the sort of bad girl, like the mean girls in it, the popular one. Yeah, and yeah. it's just, it's basically like an American, it's an American horror, like typical American horror film all set in England. Okay. 
So it's an England pre- English prep school with like these ho- all horror people that are involved in it, and these all the kids have got something to do with horror films, and uh, their head teachers something to do with it, and it, they they these people are trying to endorse getting the, the school name put on the map, and they're these people are from America, and they've realised that they're a bit twisted as well, and they've realised that every school that ends up with his name on the map normally because they've had a school massacre. Right. So the the people in charge of the school are trying to endorse this by trying to run a competition basically so that the winner of the school, winner of this competition, then gets given whatever they need to go on either massacre or a mass suicide. Okay. Yeah, and it's just there are so many like there's so many little twists and turns, but there's so much fun and so so much gore, <laughs> and I love it. It's like you, you, you it's just it's the stupid little things that happen in it, and the very the one bit in it that. For any bloke watching it, I'm pretty sure would scream as well because I know a lot of people did in the theater. In the cinema, when we see it, there's part of it where this guy gets gets his member bitten off. Okay, and you hear you die, there was a mix of sexes in the in the um, cinema, and you could pretty tell pretty much tell by the where every bloke was sitting. <laughs> <laughs> But it's just insane. There were funny one lines in it. There were funny bits in it, and it was just. But it was the right amount of gore in it and comedy and serious matters. And it's just it worked so well. And so cool. for me personally, I I think this is probably one of the best the best film of the weekend. Cool. No, that sounds good. I'd like to have seen that. Okay, so I was in the other cinema, the other screen, and we had a few short films and then a, a feature film. So we started off with a uh, thing called uh, We Are the Final Girls, which is a short documentary um, which uh, was made by one of the uh, one of the women who works on the uh, team uh, producing the uh, horror festival. Uh, okay. She is involved with doing the videos and the photographs yeah. for the question Q&As and that sort of thing. Um, it's basically it's, it's a, a documentary about uh, sexual harassment and attacks on women, and yeah. it's um, looking at them um, and their depiction, the depiction of attacking attacks on women, and that in horror films uh, and other things, and, and just in the, and the wider society, the whole how everything is like that is dealt with in wider, wider society. It was a really good short documentary. Yeah. And I think it would. It, I think she could have made it a lot longer. She could have yeah. made a longer thing that still have been as good, uh, or you know, and, and it would have worked really well. And she said that she's looking to make it into a longer, longer thing. So uh, it was a really interesting. I mean, it was completely different. It wasn't really horror, and there, there were some. You know, some of the elements were about horror films and that sort of yeah. thing. But what I I was a little bit concerned when i saw what it was about i was a bit concerned that it was going to be another film like ones i've seen before where it's like sort of oh look at this horror films make people do these things 
Yeah. But that wasn't what she was saying at all because she's a horror film fan. Yeah. She was actually saying about the fact that, you know, it's, it's, it's sort of, uh, uh, it, it's kind of the, 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 the reflection of society or, you know, it, it's, it's because of the way that society is, we make films like this. Yeah. And, and she, I mean, she's got a lot of, a lot of her own ideas in that, in there. She, she, you know, her views on, on the depiction of things like that in horror is going to be totally different to mine because, purely because of the fact that she's a woman and I'm a bloke. Yeah. So, you know, and, and, but uh, it was a really good and very interesting short documentary to watch and, and a very sort of important message, I think. So that was good. It was interesting to watch that. Uh, we then had a film called Virgil, which was a short film that was... Uh, Attic-based film uh, with a computer uh, where sort of the computer had some had a, a person downloaded into it who is then re-uploaded into the real world. It was interesting. It was different. And it was it was quite good. But it, you know, it was all right as far as things like that go. Uh, there was a film called Merger, which was based in an office, and it was. Brilliant. I really like it. Uh, yeah. The guy who made it, they did Q&A afterwards, and the guy who made it was saying it's like sort of, there have been many times when you're doing a boring, mundane job, you feel like the job is becoming, it is be, you're, you're becoming the job. You kind of yeah. get lost in the job. And this, this was basically about that. It's about a man getting lost in his job, but um, in, in a much more physical way than you would normally do. Oh, okay. Very good. Uh, then there was a thing called Caregiver. Yeah. This was a, I, like, I really like this. This was a, a zombie short thing, uh, and it's a, it was about uh, a girl caring for her uh, grandfather, I think it was supposed to be, uh, and she <clears throat> kind of like, he, he's a... He's a, 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 no longer with us, shall we say, uh, in the, in the real sense, but uh, she's doing this kind of documentary thing for this yeah. guy about caregivers, and oh, okay. uh, he, he's making this documentary as part of his college course. So it's just him and the camera, and uh, it, it ends up with it just being the camera. Um, <laughs> then there's a film called Cyanide. Cyanide's really good. It, it's a, a real life action. Video game, yeah, uh, it's like an, an action game where you like you know, you go to each level and each level you face a different yeah. challenge or a different thing, and that sort of thing. Uh, it's sort of an action fighting type thing. And in this one, there's a woman is on is the, the character, and she goes into this thing which is sort of like the next level, and uh, there's a cyanide pill, yeah, um. On a table, and the the thing is that yeah, you, this is really about sort of I don't know halfway through the game or whatever. There's yeah. something I feel on the table, and uh, the buzzer goes off, and the door opens, and another woman comes in, another player comes in. Yeah, so they've got to fight each other to get to the cyanide tablet, so that okay. they don't have to face the the, the monster yeah. in the next level. Uh, okay. And so that it's them fighting to to 
get to the Sinai tablet first so that they don't have to go carry on with the game. Quite interesting thing. And they're talking about making expanding it. Yeah. So that could be good. Uh, then there was a short film called Unreal, which was interesting. It was a, a female lead. It was like a film within a film. It was like a uh, a um, short, silent horror film. Yeah. Uh, which kind of the characters come out. One of the characters comes out of the film and takes her <coughs> in the film. And okay. That, it was, it was odd, but it was good. It wasn't too too long. Then we had a feature film, which was called The Devil's Hideout, which was Spanish, subtitled. Um, Yes. It says in here that it's a new take on the Jacqueline Hyde story, which it isn't, to be honest. <laughs> yes, there are elements in as much as uh, there is a good side and bad side to this guy and that kind of thing but it's a bit more like a possession than a and the whole kind of Jacqueline Hyde thing yeah um it's a strange film in as much as you don't know what's going on for most of the film okay and it's just they're just very odd characters behaving very oddly there are elements of Jekyll and Hyde, I suppose, yeah, but there are more elements of like Psycho or, or some kind of film where somebody's possessed and, and yeah. it's channeling through someone and all that kind of thing. The ending of it is very good. Yeah. But on the whole, it was just kind of okay. You know? Okay. Um, we, I was a little bit. I was a little bit disappointed in that. I wasn't expecting it to be a lot better than it was. But it wasn't bad. It wasn't a bad film. It didn't yeah. leave me thinking, oh, you know, that's a really bad ending to the to, to the festival. Yeah. Um, but there you go. That's the thing. So uh, I think um, Spencer and the crew did a fantastic job with the, yeah. the festival. Uh, the, you know, and you know, you're never going to get a thing where you like all of the films. No. So, so, so for especially for like a film festival in general, you no one is going to like every film. No. And a horror film, a, a this horror festival where it's based on just one frame or one genre. Again, you're not going to have a film where everyone's going to go, "This is amazing," because there's going to be some people that like absolute massacres and gore, some that like jump scares, some that just like ghost stories. Yeah. And I think they cover it all. And I, just, I don't know. I think there's a film here for that there will be at least someone, if not more, that will like them. So um, there was, of course, the uh, festival um, uh, award winners. Uh, the, the judges are a mix of uh, three males, three females. And they range, there's, there's some in their 20s, 30s, and 60s. So there's this, they give all of the films a score, and then they sort of like put them together and all this kind of thing. So the main um, main festival winners were the best film was Feed Me. Yes. Uh, the best short film was uh, 665, which is pretty good. Best director was Jamie Hooper for The Creeping. Best screenplay was Dispensary of Death. 
Best actor was Neil Wald for Feed Me. Best actress was Taryn Winard for Poi. Or Peacock. Peacock. Yeah. Uh, best documentary was A Life on the Farm. Best score was for Feed Me. Uh, best local film was Walking Against the Rain. Uh, it wasn't filmed locally, but most of the people involved with making the film came from oh, yeah. local area. Uh, best inter international film was Diversion. I don't remember us talking about Diversion. No. Which one of us watched Diversion? Oh, yes, yes. Uh, Diversion, the politics of Diversion. Yes, sorry, yes. Yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, best film with a running time of under five minutes was Unveiled. And the best cheap thrill was All You Can Eat, Toxic Burrito. Yeah. Film. Now, there are um, six prizes that were given by six judges' prizes, uh, which uh, was uh, give, they were given to uh, Uncanny, Serial Killer, Type 2 You Bleed, Eating Miss Campbell, Video Shop Tales of Terror and Kiddo. Then yeah. there were the additional awards. This year's additional awards. The best <laughs> aesthetic of 2023 went to Krulon. Uh, most unusual farming method went to Tatties. Uh, <laughs> which if you ever see the film, you will understand completely. Yeah. Best young filmmaker was uh, Yen Berthany for Malta Rossa. Uh, best one liner is the Iron Sheik Massacre, which I I won't repeat because it is <laughs> uh, most surprising death strings. Uh, best killer puppet went to the puppet killer. Yep. <laughs> and the best dildo death went to Kermel Yildrim for Mask yeah. of the Devil. Yeah, exactly what I was talking about. So there you go. Yeah. So uh, the main film festival uh, is on a bit later in the year. Um, which is it's their seventh year this year for the main festival. Yeah. And the horror film festival has now been going for three years. And I'm really looking forward to next year's. Yes. So uh, I would like to thank Spencer and the uh, the team for uh, putting together a really good festival. We really enjoyed being there. Thank you very much for the passes. Uh, and uh, we hope to see you again next year in some form or other. Um, every year this uh, festival is getting bigger and bigger. So I would say to people, keep an eye on it because it's uh, it's starting to get bigger. And it's been getting, it's, it's getting an uh, accreditation, which means that it will be a... Uh, festival that feeds into things like um, films, short films, getting the getting things like BAFTAs and and that kind of thing. So that is, that's really cool. Definitely feel like the fact that they are an international film like festival. They're not just doing it for in English films or even just local films. Yeah, but uh, as saying as we've we've said and we've read, like some of the compound from Japan is from Korea, to Germany, um, South Africa. France, Italy, there's been ones from, and they're not, uh, they're not just picking out ones that don't know because they're local. And yeah, thinking no one's going to care. They are picking them from all over the world, and, uh, and also they're getting they, 
every year it's getting more and more in in the way of uh, st stalls outside of the the, the actual films. So yeah. there are other things to do there uh, to do there um, as well as the films. Yeah. And they're getting you know they're attracting people from like uh, the the two Italian um, yeah. horror film stars. They're attracting attracting people like that who are coming over here to do talks and to to do sort of like uh, autograph signings and, and photographs and that kind of thing. So it's, it's getting bigger every year, and I can see it, it building on that, and and uh, you know it's going to get bigger and better every time. So thank you we'll very. Say, much. I will say yeah. as well for any any budding film maker. I'm trying to, for my brains decided to, it was going to just stop halfway through that. Any budding filmmaker that wants to, I feel for, like for me, because obviously Dad's been in films, he's worked on films. I just review, I just review them. I watch a lot of stupid films from really good ones to really god awful ones. I've worked on a bit of drama when I was at school. I like doing bits like that. I do a lot of this stuff. But anyone that wants to know what it's like next year, go along. Sit and listen to the Q and A sessions. Have them worked. Have them questions asked. Sit and yeah. watch their films and see if you ever feel like you're sitting there going, do "You know what? I don't think I can do it." Sit and go and listen to these guys who go, "Do you know what? I did. I come up and I had this idea, and I ran with it, and this yeah. is where I am now." Yeah, they are like all of them from like the the short films that we've watched. Like, there's got there's one guy in this who did a short film all based on his hand brush painting. All yeah. of it is his paintings that he done, and he made the short film from that. Um, there's other ones that have done animation. There's live action. There's feature-length films. If you've got an idea, run with it. All that could be worse is they turn around and go, not this year, but maybe next year. There's going to be someone out there that, like, that likes it. Give yeah, it yeah. And I would say, uh, I would say the uh, the Q and A uh, sessions are now all up on YouTube on the uh, Romford uh, Horror International Film Festival YouTube channel. Um, so uh, have a look for those. Keep an eye out for the adverts for the main film festival because that's not come, That's not been long before that comes up. I think it's March. Yeah. That's, that is. Yeah, so, so, uh, so have a look for that because they <laughs> have one day in the normal film festival that's taken over by the horror Film festival, yeah. so that's a whole day of, of horror films on there. Also, look out for in the future for premier cinemas uh, in Romford. They do have a uh, a great thing at Halloween. They do uh, films as well there. Um, premier cinemas, like a lot of other independent cinemas, yeah. and that sort of thing are, are great because of the fact it stops everything being shown on multi-screen, sort of like big corporate. Uh, cinemas everywhere and um it's great because they also take an interest in independent films and yeah. different films and the fact that they're not i don't know about a lot of independent ones but i definitely know for premiere in in Romford, they're not ripping you off no they're 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 reasonable price tickets to go and watch a film and it's not like you've got to buy this film and 700 pounds worth of other stuff before you can yeah. even get in there. You can get the ticket, you can go in, and they're quite happy, like they're accommodating for every person. Absolutely. And in for, for an, in, to watch these films in an independent cinema where the the guy who owns it, who was standing there, he was standing there having a chat with 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 the people 
everyone talking yeah. about how much he loved these films. And I think that everyone needs to support independent films like cinemas a lot more. Yeah, definitely. So, yes, yeah, support your local independent cinema, support your local independent filmmakers. Uh, thank you very much to Spencer and the crew for a great festival uh, and everything. Uh, thank you, Scott, for coming along to the festival and doing the show. Um, do you know what? I'm so glad that I could go this year. And and like next year, even if I pay for it, I will be there again. It is such a great opportunity. We'll see what we can do. We'll see what yeah. we can do about that. Um, so until next year, that is all for the Romford Horror International Film Festival. Um, we will be back next week with a, another episode of the normal show. Um, next week's one, next week's one is a um, comparison of the 1973 and the 2010 versions of the film The Crazies. Yeah, by George Romero. So uh, yes, stay tuned for that and all that kind of thing. Thank you very much to anybody who and everybody that's uh, stayed with us and listened. And uh, there will be lots of links and things in the uh, information for this video uh, to for you to look at the uh, websites and things for the stalls that were, that were there and uh, for the uh, Romford Horror Film Festival uh, YouTube channel. So until further notice, goodbye. Bye. The Cyphora Film Podcast. The Cyphora Film Podcast is a Thrave Productions podcast.